0: Now I Now I will be To get elected, man, I would set trip because I can. If this were my world, the holidays would be one for famous black folk and one for me. Just in case you don't know who I be, make a holiday for the G Funk King. If this was my world, things would go my way. Every single day I'd have one more day, and if ever anybody got in my way, all I could say is first we pray. First we pray. that gangsta sound In This this is my world it would only be me standing on the top of the industry bouncing like a ball all over tight ass beats. remind yourself that ain't nobody must like me In this is my world every day they'll be another young brother claiming dpg raised from the gutter, adult to make money why don't they just talk about what they can't see this world, my world i take my gangster name said it at the top right next to point I got myself a of the chain If they lock you up, don't let them capture if your this brain were my my word. Word. If this were my world this were my world
1: I had to bring y'all in, so in with some Nate Dog this morning, man. This is that good old Nate Dog. that good old Nate dog. This is literally the song, how I start my day every single if day. Uh, if this were, were my world. world, basically what the brother is saying, if this, if this were, were my world. world, I know you hear the lyrics, like, what would you do if, if this is your world? You know what I'm saying, this is, <laughs> this is too real. This will my world. This my This my God, man, I
0: love me some Nate Dog. Nate Dog. Some Nate, Dog, some
1: Nate, Dog some Nate Dog, I love me some Nate Dog, man. I love me some Nate Dog, and the reason why I say that, man, is because like, if you follow Nate Dog. You know, like I've, like, I actually like really, it's my favorite all-time artist. You know, but if you follow Nate Dog and you and you do some research on him, matter of fact, do that. You know, I, you know, after this episode, do that. Go listen to some Nate Dog, and tell me how you feel. You can send me an email. Um, I'll. It's uh, my email address is uh, Lawrence L A W R E N C E T as in Tom S as in San. D is in Diego at Pacbell. P a c b e l l. dot net. Um, <clears throat> you can send me an email. You know, uh, tell me what you think about Nate Dog. And also in his emails, if you want to share your story with me, um, that'll be dope because it'll give me something to really, you know, try to to try to you know base a convers base a, a series of episode off of whatever. Or if you really if you feel cool, you allow me to share your story. You know, because that's a big part of, you know, this this journey, too, is being able to share and let other people know that they are not alone. um Because, you know, at one point that y- you were there and you know what it feels like it was ultimately led me to this spot. I'm not alone. I'm telling you, you're not alone. This is why I got this podcast series out and stuff. But, uh yeah, uh if you want to send me an email and you want me to, you know, you, and you feel comfortable with opening up and sharing your story and then I can share it on here for uh, the world to hear. And then, you know, I could talk about it. You know, um, again, that's it. That's up to you. And, uh, if you really, if you want to be a guest, like if you want to come and talk with me, like have, you know, a conversation, if you, if you, if you can, if you've had some, some things that I've said that you can relate to and you feel like you could come here and rap with me, um, over some good old Nate dog. <laughs> but, uh, if you feel like you could rap with me, then by far, but please hit me up. Um, let me know. And we'll definitely set that up. Um, of course, I'm gonna screen you out first, since I do this out of my house. And I'm not gonna be bringing nobody I don't know up into my home. But uh, you know, God is 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 real, and He'll tell me who's real and who's not, and, and who's worth bringing on here to really open up and allow people to hear that they're not. It's not just them out there who got some things going on who's struggling. So yeah, uh, I'm kind of excited because uh, I did you know, started off a little differently today with the Nate dog. That origin, the other drop is something that I made. Um, I didn't make the beat or anything like that, but you know, just the, the, uh, the voiceovers and the recording and mixing and all that good stuff. I did that. And it feels pretty cool. And I just go, you know, I want to say like, you know, I didn't tell myself that I was going to be podcasting last year. I had no idea that I was going to be podcasting last year. Um, but there were so many other things that I were doing that, you know, required skill. It required me to sit down and learn something um, like video editing. You know, I'm, I'm really good in Premiere Pro now. Um, you know, even like with mixing and, 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 uh, and with music and stuff. Um, things that I had to use for other projects that are now essentially I'm um, having to use all of those skills that I had to work on throughout the years for myself now and what i got with what i got going on with trapped in time and everything and i think that's dope um that's how god does things you know so you might be doing something today you know but you don't know how what you're doing today is really going to be 10 times more useful for you in the future you know what i mean so uh yeah you know that's that's that, you know so the, the, basically everything anything that you're doing right now it ain't for no reason everything that's going on in life right now is is, is for a reason it has a purpose behind it So, yeah So today we're going to do something a little different, right, Um That's my laptop making noise in the back, sorry guys But we're going to talk About depression, that's something that we always do But I'm actually going to read you all A story, um By a man named Michael Denzel Smith Um It's an article that I found In Ebony, this article was actually written July 2nd, 2012 You know, but it was just so Real, um I can relate to it a whole lot, and I know there's a whole bunch of other people that can relate to it, too. Um, I'm actually going to read y'all two stories, and they're both out of the Ebony Ebony Magazine, but uh, we're going to start off with this story right here, and I just want you guys to really take the time to listen. Hear what I got. You know, just hear hear this man out, okay? You, I know there's people out there that can agree, hold on, I'm about to move this mic around. It's about to make that little boop, boop, boop noise, and so super unprofessional, but... I got to get in a position to where I can see what I'm about to read. Give me one second. All right. Here we go. Okay. So, yeah, again, this is an article out of the Ebony magazine, and I'll, you know, just just check it out. When my grades started dropping senior year of high school, I didn't think much of it. School had never much interested me and had always done just enough to get by anyway, so not being able to focus in physics or AP government wasn't a big deal to me. And I never had many true friends, just a bunch of associates, who came in and out of my life so the fact that I closed myself off from them didn't register as a warning sign. The sleeping in late, the not eating, the consistent worrying about things that hadn't happened, I thought I was just being my normal, neurotic self but staring in the mirrors, wondering how much blood there would be if I bashed my head against it wasn't normal. Sitting at the dinner table, thinking about taking the knife I'm using to cut my steak to slit my wrist wasn't normal. Something was missing. I had thought about suicide before, but never in a real way. It was always a what if. It had become a maybe I should. I learned firsthand what the true meaning of the word depression. Something was missing, but I had no idea. I quote unquote got over it. I moved past it. I never spoke a word of it anymore. I was better. Two years later, I was just better. I thought I was completely cured. I spent the summer in Atlanta working a well-paying internship, going to concerts every week, meeting some of my heroes, just enjoying life. Then I bought the Nalls Barkley album, Saint Elsewhere. I was taken back. I realized I wasn't too far removed from the space CeeLo was singing from. The isolation, the helplessness, the feeling of being trapped inside your own mind, and it being locked from the outside and there is no one around to pick the key up from under the welcome mat to let you out. These feelings were all too familiar. I never spoke a word of it to anyone, no matter. CeeLo was doing that for me. There's a song towards the middle of the album called Just a Thought. That is a hauntingly accurate description of what goes through a person's mind while suffering from severe depression. Each verse ends with the phrase, and I tried everything but suicide, but it crossed my mind. I could only nod and silently agree as he belted out the most secrets of my thoughts for the whole world to hear. In 2008, just as I was supposed to graduate from college, I experienced the worst depression of my life. The misconception that depression is basically a prolonged sadness that can be cured by staring at the bottom of a gallon carton of ice cream that one devours in a matter of minutes. I don't mean to make light of that feeling, but it's not necessarily depression. When you are truly depressed, ice cream is the furthest thing from your mind. You don't eat anything. You don't sleep, or maybe you do sleep, but you sleep insane hours that prevent you from functioning normally. Everyday activities like taking a shower, brushing your teeth, and getting dressed become arduous tasks that you believe you can live without. I had to really really push for that word. (laughs) Okay. You no longer value yourself or your interactions with others because what's the point? There's nothing outside for you and even if there was the effort it would take to prepare yourself for it to ultimately not be worth it, unless of course there is alcohol involved. That's depression. It can last for as little as a few days, or in my case many months. And coupled with my deep-seated anxiety that caused me to suffer severe panic attacks on a near daily basis. I was rendered useless I put a smile on my face for the few people who saw me but they noticed something was off have you lost weight they would ask I hadn't noticed I avoided mirrors and couldn't recognize any substantial difference in the way my clothes fit despite my best efforts to hide it people saw that something was happening Slowly but surely I was dying inside and day by day a physical death looked like a more and more attractive option I was alone No one would miss me Who cared? I was meaningless No I couldn't believe that Someone had to care, right? But every time I tried to open up the depression spoke to me They don't understand you They never will Talk until your lungs collapse But they don't care You're wasting your time Your heart is worthless No matter how many people said things to the contrary I refuse to believe them Even Gil Scott Heron was lying to me You could call on Lady Day You can call on John Coltrane He sang Cause they'll wash your troubles away No Gil, they won't I suffered in silence I started surrounding myself with people But failed to feel the human touch that I have longed for The touch that could save me I was drinking more I got high for the first time Justin, take me to the hospital I yelled at my roommate My heart, so far as I could tell Was beating outside of my chest My nostrils were closing Oxygen stopped flowing to my brain This was the end Thank God, I was delusional it wasn't death what it was was a loud ass wake-up call i couldn't keep everything inside any longer unexpressed emotions can and will rip your insides apart and set your mind against itself turning yourself into your own worst enemy despite what the depression may tell you there is nothing healthy about that when you recognize that when you can see clearly that you are in a space that is killing you You get help. There would be more tears, more hospital visits, more panic attacks, more sleepless nights, hours of therapy, and countless countless notebook pages filled before I could say I was okay. I had to see the bottom, and it's infinite despair before I could give what I felt a name. My friend and mental health advocate Bassie Ickpeed helped give me the courage to speak out openly, honestly and publicly about all that I had gone through. I'll never be cured of anxiety or depression, but it is no longer debilitating, debilitating, debilitating. I get better every day and that's all I can ask for. Boy, sorry that I stumbled on that last word, y'all. I was getting a little into it when you start reading My eyes was moving faster than my mouth. So (laughs) anyways, yeah, that was pretty deep, man. That was pretty deep. And the title of this article on Ebony is called Depression. One black man's story. That alone is deep as hell too. one black man's story. That's just one. (laughs) That is just one story. That brother felt, you know, confident enough to, to speak up. And speak out, you know, and he shared and this was back in 2012. We're in 2017, now we're still having this conversation, so we still got a lot of work to do a whole lot of work to do. Let's see, I want to read you guys one more article. This is like a quick little, you know, I, I had come across these articles, I was literally just uh, sitting up chilling not too long ago, and I was, you know, I, my, my people send me articles all the time about suicide depression things that they feel like that I need to read and stuff especially now that I put myself in this in this position of being a mental health advocate and, and you know just being somebody that you know speaks on behalf of those that are struggling and because um, I know what it feels like not to have a voice. Um, so I'm always reading articles and it was just these two articles that I just could not leave my house without putting this on air real quick um, because we need to hear these kind of things. And I think you guys are really going to um, enjoy this next one because it's about Kanye West. Um, I even had to catch myself at one point a few months ago with Kanye. I think it was after the Donald Trump thing. It was kind of like my final straw with him. I had put up on Facebook something like, you know, I remember this man used to have me feeling like rocking the pink polo with the collar flipped up was the shit to do. Like, I feel like that nigga walking around elementary school with my pink polo on. I'm wearing pink. Before this man, Kanye really started pushing that whole uh at least this is to me, this is my experience um, You know, but before Kanye really started pushing this That whole polo swag, with the pink polo swag and stuff like that There was a lot of brothers, especially my age Who would never wear pink because we were afraid of what How gay or how girly or whatever uh, You know, niggas would come for us saying that we are and shit like that But here, as usual, a confident black man um, Turned it changed that whole perspective of wearing pink and I have Kanye to thank for that because he definitely helped me uh, grow some confidence within myself. Um, but, you know, this last year, and like I said, I think it was the Donald Trump thing that really kind of had me like, oh, F this nigga. But, uh, you know, I was, I had put up on Facebook, like I was talking about that pink polo thing and how he empowered me and, you know, gave me that confidence. But it's sad now because... I feel like he was rest in peace Kanye like where that nigga go And then I really sat down and I thought about it man You could look in Kanye's face you could look in his eyes and tell Brother you need like real friends <laughs> You know what I'm saying like what's up bro You need somebody to hug it out with you You know what I mean you need somebody that's gonna sit down and talk to you And not tell you what the fuck you want to hear but tell you what's right You, mean, you know what I'm saying Kanye kind of needs to be He's too far gone right now you know what I mean? But that's our brother. All right. Kanye, This that little story I just told for you, I just told y'all how what he did for me. That's just me. I'm a little speck. That nigga's done that kind of shit for everybody around the world. I give Kanye his respect. I give Kanye his props. But that brother is far gone right now. And it's up to us to try to bring him and reel him back into reality. You feel me? Because that man has done too much for us, especially my generation, with what he's given us for the culture. For music, you know, now fashion, and, and you know, I'm really my generation. We came up, you know, college dropout type shit. Like that was real deal. Okay. And it cannot be forgotten. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into this article about Kanye. <clears throat> Again, this is on Ebony Magazine. The title of this article is Kanye West How Being Strong and Silent Hurts Black Men. Ooh, ooh. This article was written by Terence Chappelle, November 23rd, 2016. Depression is a snake in the grass whose signal isn't always as overt as a bite or a sting. It can mask itself in perceived progression, can be quiet, can come in the form of erratic behavior, be aimless anger be a steady stream of hopelessness a loss of laughter or merely manifest in the form of absence because depression is such a moving target those who suffer from it often struggle to keep up unfortunately kanye west's recent breakdown and hospitalization is nothing new to black men other celebrities such as kid cudi have publicly expressed thoughts of suicide and bouts with depression and Kanye's breakdown started long before it made headlines. And quite honestly, it has been happening before it's fistful behavior and random rants during his St. Pablo tour. Kanye's breakdown is a climax of what has probably been going on for years, perhaps before the public even knew him as Kanye West. No one labeled Kanye West's behavior as a marker of potential mental illness because black men aren't given that benefit. I commended Kid Cudi on his bravery for coming forward and I believe Kanye West's recent hospitalization is a blessing in disguise to help him propel him forward. But it also forces us to have a transparent discourse around mental health in the black community and to think about why we don't talk about it. The truth is, there are a lot of black men out here who struggle with depression who aren't saying anything because either they don't know or are ashamed. Unfortunately, those who do not speak up are quickly labeled angry and unfit by the general public. Personally, I've grappled with the maintaining a healthy mental equilibrium. I used to be guilty of the strong and silent narrative. My idea of strength was to... Internally broker mental imbalances Sorrow and problems with myself And have it manifest positively If I could navigate through my problems No matter how big and not talk to Anyone about them then I thought That I made then I thought I was being a man But I've learned from the problem With this approach is that It required the internalization of a lot Of my emotions which in my case Were often expressed in the form of anger I wasn't That angry black man During my 20s I said the most hurtful under the belt things to my closest friends and family and would get into a lot of fights. I'd wake up, excuse me, I read this paragraph completely wrong. I said I wasn't that angry black man during my 20s. It says I was that angry black man during my 20s. I said the most hurtful under the belt things to my closest friends and families and would get into a lot of fights. I'd wake up angry and not know why. i go to the club angry and not know why. i go to sleep angry and not know why. I lost my first love and my close friends over my anger and didn't know why. I was 21 and just had came out to my family. I was 21 and had just came out to my family, which was well received. But I didn't feel well received by the gay community in Chicago's Boystown neighborhood, which is predominantly white. I felt less than, not of value, and like I didn't matter. It also didn't help that I had to move back in with my parents after graduating from college because I couldn't find a steady job. I suffered terribly from low self-esteem, but I was for damn sure not going to let anyone know. So I drank, party, and probably cursed and pissed off half of Chicago in the process. At the time, I didn't know I had low self-esteem or was potentially suffering from depression. I didn't know I was angry, And I didn't know that drinking made me more susceptible 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 to such self-destructive behavior. But like a true black mama, my mom had to get me together. Wow. Wow. You need need to find a new hobby because drinking ain't it. If you continue down the path you're going, the path you're going on, one of three things is going to happen. You're You're going to end up killing somebody, someone's going to kill you, or you're going to end up in prison. I know this story far too well the changes in my behavior didn't happen overnight it took years for me to arrive at a place of self-awareness and to move forward in a way that didn't ostracize my loved ones and internalize my anger i had to stumble a few times hit the reset button and realize that my value isn't outside of myself which is very difficult for black men i still struggle but it's a different set of problems. If my family in particular, my mom, didn't take the time to talk me through my emotions with me, quite honestly, I don't think I'd be here right now. Black men aren't valued in our culture. It's whispered to us through legislation, judicial, de- judicial decisions, and it's often literally screamed at us in the streets. It's hard, but if, but I've had to actively work on sustaining a value that is independent of everything that can be taken away from me which includes my job a relationship attention and anything really of the secular world i'm valuable because i say so not because society confirmed it an angry black man is an example of his problems dealing with him don't just label him as angry give a damn hug talk to him and dig deeper because underneath that anger is a lot of hurt and sorrow obviously a hug in a conversation isn't going to solve this problem but at least he knows someone cares because as a black man it can really feel like no one gives a damn whoa my god so i picked this article without even reading it i kind of skimmed through you know some paragraphs But I didn't really read it And I, I could tell you all the chills I got on my skin right now Because I can relate to this brother A whole lot A whole lot And if you know If you know me If you ever had to deal with me no You couldn't much understand much Why this article right here Is made me feel the way that it does Oh my god Yo that was real much, That was real too much, too Um much, I don't even know where to start about that. <sighs> it's it's difficult out here sometimes, brothers. It's difficult out here, and I get it. Cause I just, just like what I read. That was my life. Angry, filled with anger, and don't know why. Why do I always have to fucking respond like this? Why am I always showing out like this? Why am I? All, why can't I keep a girlfriend? You know what I'm saying? And it's it's I can go, I can go out there and attract the baddest women in the world. And I, and I think my, my mom raised me to be a king She raised me to be a gentleman And I'm doing everything But the moment I get them It's like damn niggas can't keep shit You know what I'm saying And that's difficult Right And it starts to play on you You know what I mean it, it starts to play with your head Like damn there's something wrong with me What the fuck is wrong with me Why am I so angry all the time When am I? Why am I so upset Why am I so mad If y'all remember me talking about these kind of things And I think the very first episode I ever put out Just growing up with this pent up aggression This pent up anger a lot of my shit stem from being bullied, but still, you know, pent up anger. Why? Why? Oh my! Oh, brothers, we gotta change this narrative, man. I just read y'all two different articles, very similar, and I can relate to both of them. We gotta change this narrative, all right? When you when you know of somebody that, that is having some shit going on, man, don't don't make this shit worse, okay? Do your absolute best And try to be there for them Sometimes when you try to be there for people They'll tend to push you away Okay, don't take those things personal Understand that they're going through Whatever they're going through right now Mentally, they just don't get it You're not saying that they're like Retarded or stupider You know, I don't even like using that word Retarded is, you know, whatever that's not, that's not the word I meant to use But I use it because we can understand that um, But it doesn't mean that they're That, you know, they can't That they're not bright They're not intelligent But, when, you know, when you're depressed You are so... So low in your shit That you can't look up Or at least that's what you feel like You know what I'm saying So if it, if it's you You know brother let me tell you right now Just imagine me being able to give you this hug I'm, I'm literally I got my I got, I'm hugging myself right now in, 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 in a sense that I'm hugging you Alright cause I got your back And you're not alone out here Alright If you know of a brother right now If you know of a sister This is not just a black man thing either This is a black issue Okay, and my next, we're gonna we're gonna really break down this issue as why this is an issue generationally. You know what I mean? Like this is stuff that has been here. The black mind has been under attack for centuries. Okay, so but still, my brothers and my sisters, if it's you, know that you are not alone, and you can count on me. You can count on me and this podcast to come and get some of that feeling back. Okay, so give that real life. I mean, this is real life right here. You can count on me in this podcast to know that I'm gonna tell you what you need to hear, so you can start loving yourself again. Okay. Secondly, if you know of somebody out there that is going through it, you are just as bad. If you know that this person has some shit going on and you're allowing it to happen in front of you, we got to be accountable with one another. We are brothers and sisters. Put your hand, put your shoulder out there for them to lean on. Can you do that? Can you pick up the phone and call that person that you know that might need to hear your voice or just might need to hear some some comforting words? Let them know about this podcast. Okay, something, whatever. But be a friend. If you're concerned, be a friend, because that life is more important than anything else that you got going on right now. You don't know what it feels like unless you've experienced it. Okay, but you don't want to have that feeling of when it's too late. All right. So please, community, everybody. We gotta we gotta change this narrative. We gotta look out for one another. I just read another article on Ebony. I'm gonna read that one. Maybe I'll come and re- do another recording in the night when I get back from school. But I just read another article earlier this week about the children, the black babies, the black youth, us, our children, our these are all offsprings. These are our children, these are our people. They are under attack right now. Suicide is coming to get them. Depression is coming to get them. Anxiety is coming to get them. Mental health matters. Black children, suicide rates have doubled. And a lot of it has to stem from the society that we live in. It's oppressive ass society that we live in. This Donald Trump shit is not okay. Because the babies see it, the babies get it, the babies, the babies know what's going on, and the babies are questioning why they have to be, why they're different, why black lives, why they have to say black lives matter. The babies are trying to internalize that themselves. And I just read, again, through Ebony, I love Ebony, but through Ebony Magazine, an article through Ebony, that black children's suicide rates have doubled. That's sickening. So we need to do something about this in our communities because that could be your little brother, that could be your little sister, damn it, that could be your own child. All right? We gotta do something. 2017, fuck Donald Trump and fuck everything that he's talking about and the government and politics, fuck all of that. That's not our problem. Fuck that. But we need to come and save our minds. We need to come and save ourselves. Okay? We need to come and save ourselves. 2017, we got to do something to take control of this narrative. And I will do everything and everything and possibly that I can within my power to, 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 to really get people on this way because it matters. Everything starts from within. So if your mind ain't right and you're tripping up here, it's just going to be a bad day for the rest. Everything's not If everything follows from that and if you can't get this together, then it's, it's, it's a bad day. So let's go ahead and get that. Let's change that. But look everybody, I got to go to class I got class about an hour I still got to drive to school It's Wednesday, that means it's fried chicken Wednesday at Morehouse All of my people who are not in the AUC anymore I'm so happy I'm in the AUC I still get to get that chicken every Wednesday I can count on that I make a bomb ass fried chicken salad I make a bomb ass fried chicken salad And I'm really looking forward to that right now But I had to get this off my chest today And I really appreciate you all for listening I really do I really do. I really appreciate y'all for those who hit me up, thanking me. Thank you. It's a revolving door. This space, me doing this and talking openly, me me being able to get off my chest and share about the things that I've been through, and, and just you know, just talking about depression and anxiety, just talking about it alone. You know, it might be helping somebody out there, but it's helping me. It's helping me just as much too. And I pray for whoever is out there that has some shit going on. Believe me when I tell you that you are not alone Alright And we're gonna get through this But people I do gotta go (laughs) It's all good though I'll see you guys the next time we talk This is Trapped in Time yo. This is Trapped in Time again If you know somebody that's struggling Be a friend Pick up that phone Call them Go pop up on them Hug them Maybe they just need to talk Don't say shit over there make them feel comfortable get them to start letting it out we got to do that for each other brothers look out for your brothers sisters look out for your sisters brothers look out for your sisters and sisters look out for your brothers man we got to do what we got to do hey i love all of you this is trapped in time and we are out